name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Blessed Wednesday. Today, we've got very important event in the history of our salvation to the extent that the church made every Wednesday of the year a replica of this Wednesday. And Jesus today said, whenever you preach, whenever you preach, remember what this woman has done on Wednesday. And he put this, what she has done, on top of all what the apostle would preach about. She got it very early on, even before the rest of the apostle got it. So as we study the word of God and, and, and the church helps us to understand more and more um, God's plan in our life. We learn a few lessons, and we take these lessons throughout the year, not just today, but throughout the year to implement. Today, the event that happened was in Bethany. If you remember yesterday, the, the map Uncle Annie showed, still within Bethany, that small village, where he raised Lazarus from the death, and he has Mary and Martha and Lazarus living there. And St. Ambrosius um, has painted for us a very nice picture for today in Bethany. St. Ambrosius is the, um, the main influence on St. Augustine. You know, he's the one who... Um, uh, influenced St. Augustine to convert, to become Christian in Rome, when he met him in Rome. Um, very great uh, uh, father of the church. And he says this. Let me read one sentence. He was saying about um, today and Wednesday that Jesus anxiously revisits Lazarus, who was raised again. He anxiously Revisit him who was raised again, amplifying his benefits and rejoicing in the, in the gift of the restored life. Rejoicing in the gift of the restored life. He comes to the feasts which his church has prepared for him. So St. Ambrosius thinks about today as there is a feast, it's a small feast that um, Christ was invited to that feast to rejoice in the restored life of Lazarus. So that was the picture. In that house, there were Lazarus sitting with him. There was Judas Iscariot who betrayed him. There were Martha, Mary, who poured the fragrant oil on him. There were the rest of the disciples, and there's some other Jews in that. And St. Ambrosius will tell us this is like a church. Wherever Christ is, this is like a church, right? 
So this is the church. And there's many kind of people when church is there. Lazarus represents the people who are converted, who are raised from the dead. He had this stinky death. The stench of death was on him a few days ago. And today he's living and sitting uh, on the table with Christ. And Christ is rejoicing in his restored life. And then there is Mary, who came and, and poured this very pure, precious Nardine, fragrant oil on him. So let's keep this picture in your mind and think about when you have uh, purchased any perfume. Have you ever who purchased any perfume? Maybe this side. <laughs> I, uh, how much? May I ask? How, how much was it? I, I, I bought one time a, a gift. Uh, I thought it's expensive, but I don't think anymore that it was expensive. How much is a perfume? Uh, like an expensive one. Maybe $500, $600, $1,000? I don't know. How much you would think? How about um, $5,000 or $10,000 or $20,000 perfume? How about $25,000 perfume? And if you got that kind of perfume, what do you do with it? It's very special occasions, right? And maybe one spray, that's it. Not more. That's it. Uh, the other day I was watching, uh, they were showing me a video how, like the trend of how to put on perfume these days is like, you put it in the air and then walk into it. It's just like kinda, like, it's not like this anymore, right? It's like you spray it in the air and you walk into it, so it's like more, I don't know. Um, but if it's like an expensive one, you don't do that with, with that, right? You, you be very careful with that kinda, uh, perfume. But imagine this $25,000 perfume um, that you, not for yourself, but you give it for someone. And not only that, but you put it all in one minute. The whole thing, gone. Like that. Um, the people around Mary, she did that, exactly that. Outrageous. They were really um, blaming her and she filled the guilt. And But Jesus defended her. He defended her. And if you think about this outrageous act, outrageous love, I think it was a response to an outrageous love that she received. And that's what Jesus told the apostles. When you preach, you preach this. Whenever you preach anywhere, you preach this. They told him, they told her, uh, it's better to sell this for 300 denarii, the $25,000 of the, like this is almost a year of, of a, a wage. 
it's better to do this, uh, to sell this, and give it to the poor. St. Paul tells us, if you, if I, sell all my possessions, but I, have, I don't have love, I gain nothing. So Jesus told them, you know, this is love. This is what you preach. This is what I want. You know, we can talk a lot about the love of Jesus and pouring fragrant oil on Jesus. But to be honest with you, Neither you or I or anyone can do this outrageous love of act without receiving first and understanding first that kind of love. Let's not fool ourselves. We have to receive what this woman received in order to expect ourselves to do what she did. What she did. There's no way We'll stand here and we'll say, we can pour our life to Jesus. What's the value of Jesus to you? St. Paul in Ephesians will say, you know, after I encountered Christ, everything is garbage. Everything is rubbish. Because of the, the knowledge of Jesus. here today the church is helping us to receive that love to have this overwhelming dose of unconditional love we take talk Tetigom Emmanuel our God and our King Emmanuel that's the incarnation why he came? He came. The fathers will tell us. He became man so man can become God. And this week he delivers on that. He infused himself into our nature. He added His power to our power. Or our weakness rather. And when Mary got this, He knew who He is. Everything else became God. She got Jesus. God came to establish a kingdom. And who are the kings? You and me. To establish a priesthood, a royal priesthood. And who are those priests? You and me. He's a redeemer. He's a redeemer. He wants us all to be saints. He came for us to be saints. So, why we're here? 
Why we come to church? Why we come to the Sunday school? Why we come to anything? We are on a journey to become like God. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Don't let the world tell you anything. You are, you are, you are here to study. You are here to um, have a family. You are here to, you know. We are here to become like God. Discover God's plan. For each one of us is different. How to become like God. And this woman, she got it. How to become like God? God is love. How to become like God? To love one another till death. Why we don't see God? Because we don't see love. We think sainthood or becoming a saint is about uh, levitation and dripping oil and performing miracles and, um, you know, the smell of incense. So this is this kind of, that's not sainthood. Becoming like God is becoming like this woman who encountered the love of God. And she responded genuinely with love. The, the, the pouring of the ointment on Jesus happened at least twice. Maybe many times. But we have records of only maybe two or three. And um, when he is uh, in Luke 7, early on in his ministry, not today, the sinner woman, he says she loved much. She was forgiven much. Maybe we sit here and you tell me, me? Saint? And you laugh. And we should laugh. We all should laugh. This is very laughable. <laughs> you and me and becoming Saints becoming kings in God's kingdom, becoming priests in God's royal priesthood. It's laughable. But when you look at His plan, that's what it is. So when we get in touch with this reality, we can do anything else but jump, dance, Praise and keep saying "Thok Teti Go." You know when um, it was told about that sinner woman, she did not cease from kissing his feet. Why? Imagine somebody keeps kissing, 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 kissing his feet. About the cherubim and the seraphim without ceasing praising him. And then this woman without ceasing kissing his feet. And the church this week without ceasing we say Thok Tetigom. Every time it's a kiss on his feet. Thine is the power, the glory, the blessing. The majesty forever. Hmm? That's 
a fragrant oil. We're going to spend the rest of our life, you and me, discovering that love. And fall in love again and again. And Holy Week will come again. And we face to face with that lover of mankind. Who came and became sin. So we become his righteous. So every time we are to fast on Wednesday is to remember this love and the choice. You know, there are people who wanted to kill Lazarus. People who wanted to kill Lazarus. And um, we can sit here and say, yeah, that's not us. It cannot be us. St. Ambrosius says, Back to St. Ambrosius when he said, Do you not recognize that you are the successors of those whose hardness you inherit? Thus you desire to slay again through envy those who are raised to life. Thus you desire to slay again through envy those who are raised to life. He's saying that when we search in our hearts and there is envy from somebody at church who's taking maybe some attention or is taking some praise or, and we get envious. That's like the people who wanted to kill Lazarus. When you see somebody coming in, let's say somebody with not appropriate clothes, or some tattoos, or whatever, comes to our church, and we start to judge, instead of loving. That's trying to kill Lazarus, who was raised from the dead. God is calling us to search our hearts for any area of Unlove, lack of love. So, this should be our prayer all the time. God, reveal to me all the areas in my life where there's a lack of love. Sometimes we are slow or unwilling to Our failure in certain area of love is impacting our relationship with, with, with God. We can come to the church for years and years, but never encounter His love. Because we cannot see Him in the people around us. We only pick on the weaknesses. Jesus, when he was living, he knew everything about everybody, but he did not publicize it. He knew about Judas. He knew about everyone's weaknesses. But how he lived among the people, covering it, loving them, 
inviting them to his kingdom. Do you think any, any one of us has no weaknesses? Any one of us has no blame? Everybody does. We are full of weaknesses. But we are called to love one another and see God in one another. The lover of mankind. So we become like God, lovers of mankind. May God give us to see our shortcomings in love, our little failures in love, and give us to focus on His redeeming power and love for us and for mankind. give us to become like Him. We become like Him in love. And to be raised with Him in His kingdom. To Him glory forever and ever. Amen.